Book of Matthew this morning, Matthew chapter number 28, Matthew chapter number 28, and uh, those of you that are visiting, we are in a series uh, from this passage of Scripture, uh, and this is what we refer to as the Great Commission uh, given to the church by the Lord Jesus Christ after His crucifixion and resurrection and before His ascension back into heaven. And uh, this morning, we are going to look at a, uh, another aspect of the Great Commission and be reminded of the importance of the Great Commission, our involvement in the Great Commission, what we as a church should be, uh, how we should be busy about the Great Commission, and we look forward to what God has for us uh, th- this morning. I want you to be in the service tonight at 6 o'clock, and uh, this evening I'm going to step a little bit out of this series, and I'm going to preach on the office of a deacon, and I'm going to see what the Bible says about that, and in the next few weeks... Uh, Uh, We're going to be uh, adding some deacons, and so I want you to be in the service tonight, and we'll look at, we'll see what the Bible says uh, the role of the deacon is, and uh, we'll make sure, if you were in the Sunday school hour, you'll understand this, and we'll make sure that they all like tacos, and so uh, that they can be part of that. So uh, if you weren't here, that sounds really weird to you, but uh, uh, it's, it's, uh, I mean, you didn't tell them what you'll get in Sunday school, so you ought to be there. Matthew chapter number 28, verse 19 and 20, go ye therefore... And teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. We're going to review what the Great Commission is uh, in just a moment but after I pray. But this morning, I want to preach on the whosoever of the Great Commission. The whosoever of the Great Commission. Father, I pray that you would use your word. I pray that the Spirit of God uh, would speak to hearts this morning. Uh, Father, without your presence, without the work of the Spirit today, uh, what will be accomplished uh, is, is, is temporary. Uh, but Father, what you do uh, is an eternal uh, work. And Father, I pray that you would use the service today to speak to hearts. And Father, there's one unsaved. May this service be the service where they finally realize their sin condition They realize that Jesus has paid the price. They put their faith and trust in Christ. And Father, may decisions be made today. May this not be a religious gathering, but may this be a life-changing event because of what we allow you to do in our heart. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, Matthew 28, 19, and 20, certainly we know this by now, is uh, what we call the Great Commission. Christ has been crucified. He has risen again having conquered death and hell. The way of salvation has been made. He meets his disciples. He meets those followers. He meets that early church. And he speaks to them after the resurrection, before his ascension. And Matthew's account of this we see in verse 19 and 20. We find what the Lord says should be the priority of his church. There are some things that are not bad things to be a part of, but they just should not be the priority of the church that Christ has established. What is the Great Commission? It is to go and to preach the gospel. It is to teach all nations. What are they to be taught? They are to be taught that Jesus left heaven, was born of a virgin, virgin, lived a sinless life, went to the cross of Calvary as a substitute for man to pay man's sin debt so that he might be saved. Uh, He spent three days in the grave and he came forth victorious having conquered death and hell. And all that is necessary for salvation 
is to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Church membership can't get you to heaven. Baptism can't get you to heaven. Uh, doing good works can't get you to heaven, but only through Christ. So we are to go, and the church is to go, and is to tell men of their lost condition, but Christ has made the way. It is to baptize them. That is a public uh, show of their faith in Christ. It is also an identification, identification with Christ and with His church. Uh, we're to do that, and then we're to teach them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded. Teach them to become a disciple of Christ, and therefore repeat the process. If you're saved today and you've never been baptized, you should get baptized. Why? So that you have a public declaration of your faith in Christ. So that you identify with Christ. If you are saved and then baptized and you're not faithful to the church, not part of church, you need to get plugged in so that you can grow and become a disciple of Christ. Everybody who's been saved, you should have your target. I want to be a disciple of Christ. It's more than wearing a t-shirt that says, I'm a disciple. It's more than hashtagging disciple of Christ. It is to observe all things that Christ has commanded. If you're here this morning, you've never been saved. Maybe you've never used that, you've never heard that term before. You've never put your faith and trust in Christ. You have doubts about your eternity. You are bearing the sins that you have committed. Uh, friend, I want you to know this morning that Jesus has, has paid that price for you. There's no need for you to pay for your own sins. Choose Christ today. You'll have that opportunity to do so. This morning, I want to look at the Great Commission from the aspect of the whosoever of the Great Commission. We know the Great Commission is given to the church. Who benefits from the Great Commission? Well, in a simple word, it is a whosoever. Well, well Pastor, we see the Great Commission. He gave it to the church. So who is the church to go and tell of Christ's resurrection? Well, it's Simply in a word, whosoever. Uh, let's define that word, whosoever. Uh, you, could, you think of that word, whoso and ever, it means anyone. One person, whatever. So let's establish that right now at the beginning of this message. Whosoever means anyone. Whosoever speaks of all nations, speaks of all races, speaks of all tongues, it speaks of the rich, it speaks of the poor, it speaks of the young, it speaks of the old, it speaks of the educated, it speaks of the uneducated, it covers everyone, it literally means anyone is a candidate. We could say then that everyone is a candidate. We are, Christ commissioned His church to go and to preach the gospel to anyone. We as the church, we should not get up into the uh, social uh, aspects of this world. And that's why over the last couple of years, I've been very careful uh, to warn you about getting so uh, entrenched in all the politics. I, I, I be, be, pay attention to it, of course. But the whole point I'm trying to make is no matter what the Republican Party or the Democrat Party does, or who's a Republican or who's a Democrat or who's an independent, they are a whosoever. Everyone needs the gospel. Everyone needs to know that Christ died for them. So if we've established that there's a whosoever of the Great Commission, by the way, aren't you thankful for that? Jesus did not die for some men. Jesus died for all men. Jesus did not die for good men. Because there are no good men. 
Jesus died for everyone. And he tells his church to go into all the world. Let me give a little context that in the day we live in. They were to go into all the world. We live in a time in the United States of America when all the world is coming to us. You say, well, well does that mean who, who, who's the gospel force for everybody? It's for all. Let me give you some things as we think of the whosoever the Great Commission. Let me make the first statement. Statement number one, every whosoever has a sin problem. So we've already established that whosoever is anyone, any person, whatever. Now, statement number one, every whosoever has a sin problem. Why would Jesus send forth his church to give the gospel to anyone? Because everyone has a sin problem. Friend, no matter who you are today, you have a sin problem. Man has a sin problem. I remind you what the the Bible says in Romans 3.10. As it is written, there is some righteous. No, the Bible says there is none righteous. No, not one. I know, Mama, your new baby, you think they're an angel. Let them get older than a week old and you'll change your mind on that, I promise you. We're all born sinners. There is none righteous. Well, what about the Pope? There is none born righteous. What about the Baptist preacher? There is none born righteous. And by the way, your sweet grandma, she wasn't born righteous either. As it is written, there is none righteous. Romans 3.23 reminds us, for all have sinned. Because all are sinners, we've come short of the glory of God. No matter how religious you are, you cannot measure up to God. Well, Pastor, I don't fall as short as somebody else. You're still short of God. Short of perfection is not perfection. And everyone, every whosoever has a sin problem. I'm reminded of Romans chapter 5 and verse 12. Wherefore, as by one man, sin entered into the world, and death by sin... And so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. I think if we go back to the book of Genesis in the Garden of Eden, that first man and that first woman, Adam and Eve, and God has said, don't partake of the fruit of a particular tree. And, and they went and they were deceived by Satan. And by the way, Satan is still deceiving men. And they were deceived by Satan. And they came to, for he first came to Eve and, and he deceived Eve and said, oh, oh, thou shalt not surely die as God had told them. And God, God just doesn't want you to take it because you'll be like him. And she believed the deceiver and she partook of it and gave to her husband and Adam did eat as well. It was from then every man became a sinner. You did not have to learn how to sin when you were born. It came natural. By one man, sin entered into the world in death by sin. See, because sin was passed to all men, the punishment for sin was also passed to all men. Every whosoever has a sin problem. Uh, Everybody who lives in our great nation, everybody who's born in this nation has a sin problem. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Everybody has a sin problem. 
Why? Because every whosoever has a sin problem. I hope we've established this. And certainly I think the people of the Emmanuel Baptist Church are the greatest people on the planet. But let's just be reminded this morning that we were all born sinners, all born on our way to hell because the punishment for sin was passed along with the sin nature. And if you're here today, and this is the first time everybody, anybody's ever told you that, friend, I'm here to tell you the truth that all men are sinners. Why would Christ send his commission? Because everyone has a sin problem. Statement number two is this. Salvation is made available for every whosoever. See, God loves man so much, he understands that there's a sin problem. So he did not provide a solution for some men. He provided a solution for all men. He didn't decide before the world was ever created that there are some I'll save and some I will not save. He decided that whosoever would call on the Lord Jesus Christ would be saved. It's it's made available for whosoever. The bad news is what I've already mentioned. Every whosoever has a sin problem. The good news is salvation is made available for every whosoever. If you're here this morning and you've never trusted Christ as your Savior, you've never dealt with your sin condition, you've never settled your eternity, I'm here to tell you that that God loves you so much He sent His Son to provide the pathway of salvation to pay your sin debt. You do not have to die in your sins. There is a salvation that is made available for you. Well, Pastor, you don't understand. I did not grow up in Sunday school, or maybe you did, but you don't understand the things that I've done. You don't understand that the offenses I've, I've committed. Friend, I don't have to understand that. I don't even have to know it because I know that God made a way of salvation for whosoever. And anyone who wants salvation can be saved. Just in case if you're wondering if I can back that up, John 3.16 reminds us, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him, should not perish, but have everlasting life. Friend, everybody who's been saved, everybody who's trusted Christ has to come to the point where, am I going to believe God or not? And friend, if we're going to believe God, and I would highly recommend that, God tells us that he loved the world so much. Where did Jesus send the church? Into the world. The world is full of who? Whosoever's. Whosoever is anyone, and anyone and everyone has a sin problem. And because of that sin condition, sin problem, the punishment, the condemnation that is attached to that sin is passed to every man. But salvation is made available for whosoever. What a cruel God we would have if he had salvation for just certain people and just a certain class of people and just a certain nation of people. No, it's for whosoever. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him. You know, I'm thankful that I realized as a child that I'm a whosoever. So if I believe in him, I'll not perish but have ever lasting life. 
You might say, well, pastor, I would think you'd be lucky. You grew up in a pastor's home. You're, you're obviously a pastor. You, 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 have, you, you have that confidence that you have eternal life. And well, it must be nice to have eternal life. Say, so how did you get that? Well, I'm just a whosoever. And God said that he sent his son for whosoever. I want you to think about this for a moment. This world may tell you that you're not worth much. This world may put such a, a low uh, premium on man and life in general. But let me tell you something, that God thought enough of you whosoever, he thought enough of you, whosoever, that he sent his son to die in your place. Romans chapter 3 verse 10 tells us, as it is written, there is none righteous. I'm sorry, verse. uh, we already read that, Romans 3.10, but I want to remind you of Romans 10.13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. There's that word, whosoever. Jesus said, I want you as my church, I want you to go, and here's the great commission. Here's here's your purpose. Here's your mission. Here's your focus. You're going to go and tell uh, this world, you're going to tell everyone that that I came from uh, the Lord. God sent me. I was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life. I came, I paid the sin debt. I conquered death and hell. Go and tell whosoever. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How many of you are saved this morning? You know, you know why? Because you're a whosoever that called upon the name of the Lord. I've been asked before, Pastor Neil, if I join the church, does that mean I go to heaven? No, the Bible doesn't say whosoever shall join the church shall go to heaven. The Bible says for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. For I love every word that God puts in the Bible, and God puts shall be saved. If you're doubting your salvation, there's no reason for you to doubt it. Because God has said, if you'll call upon, are you a whosoever? I think I'm just looking at a bunch of whosoever's this morning. If you're a whosoever, all you have to do is call upon the name of the Lord, and you shall be saved. Salvation is made available for every whosoever. Then I want to mention statement number three this morning. As a church, I want us to be reminded something of something. We are to pursue every whosoever. We're to pursue every whosoever. You know who you should be trying to give the gospel to? Whosoever. Well, who is that? Anybody. That's the, what the church should be. And by the way, let me say, if the church is pursuing whosoever, the church is going to be made up of a bunch of whosoevers. And we say, well, I just, you know, I just don't know. I don't know, have anybody to give the gospel to whosoever. Mark 16, 15 says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Now some may be offended by this, but not only are you a whosoever, but you're a creature. Some are different creatures than other creatures, but we're all creatures. And the Bible tells us, the book of Mark, turn there if you have your Bible. Turn to Mark chapter 16, if you will. Mark chapter number 16. We've read from Matthew 28, from Matthew's perspective, 
of the Great Commission. Now we come to Mark chapter 16, and Mark has written by inspiration of the Holy Spirit of the, the crucifixion of Christ, and now in chapter 16 there's the resurrection of Christ. And the way Mark worded it in verse 15, and he said unto them, Go and ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I want to remind the church this morning that that is our responsibility to preach the gospel to every creature. I also, if you're here this morning and you say, well, I just don't know if, if, if you should put that much pressure. You're going to have to forgive the church. Because we've been told by Jesus to give the gospel to every creature. And you are a creature. Sometimes we, some may get offended because we may stop them and begin a conversation with them, invite them to church, but then talk about their salvation and, and give them the gospel and the necessity of the gospel. Say, well, I'm just offended. And my, my response is, we've been told to go to every creature. So that is our responsibility in church. It's our responsibility to pursue every creature. Well, pastor, we've been doing that for a long time. When do we take a break? When the Lord calls us all home. There are new creatures born every day. If you don't trust me, just go look in the nursery. There's a lot of creatures over there. We have a responsibility to take the gospel to every creature. What is a church? What do we should do? We should be doing our best to those that are around us, giving them the gospel. Then as a church, our ministry, our mission ought to be, how can we get the gospel further and further and further around the world in ministries that we have and through, through those that will go? But we ought to start with getting the gospel to every creature. It is our goal. It is our mission. It is what we are to be about is to give the gospel. Because we're to pursue every whosoever. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Who, who is the, the church was given the uh, admonition, the commission to uh, go and, 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 and teach them and to baptize them and to uh, teach them to observe all things so that they are growing. Who's a candidate for that? Every Creature, every whosoever. And friend, this will help you, Christian. This will help you when you deal with people. Uh, say, well, I just don't know how much potential they have. Are they a whosoever? If they're a whosoever, then Jesus died for them. If they're a whosoever and they've been saved, well, then we ought to work very hard to instruct them to identify with Christ, to give that public declaration of their faith and there are whosoever. Maybe you're sitting here this morning and you would say, well, I, I've been saved and I've even been scripturally baptized. I just don't know what else God could do with, do with me. Hey, you're a whosoever. You're a candidate to grow as a Christian. You can grow in your faith. And the challenge to you in church, we are at, at, admonished by Christ to, to, to see people saved, but to see them grow. In some cases, and, and certainly the most important thing is for people to know they're going to heaven. 
More important for you to know whether or not you're a Baptist, a Methodist, a Presbyterian, do you know for sure your sins have been forgiven? And after you know that, we'll get all the arrest straightened out. But you need to know, are you on your way to heaven? That's the most important thing. And if you know that, boy, we ought to, those that know that, we ought to help them grow in their Christian life. That's part of the Great Commission. What? There are whosoever. Too many times we make the mistake and we look at somebody and say, oh, they don't have any potential for God. Everybody has potential for the Lord. Everybody's an eternal soul that's going to spend their eternity one of two places, heaven or hell. So what should we do? We should be pursuing every whosoever. This morning, if you're a whosoever, let me tell you, this, this, this pastor, this preacher cares about you. Because Christ died for you. But, but you don't even know me. We don't have anything in common. But we have more in common than you think. See, just like you're a whosoever, I'm a whosoever. Just like you're a sinner, I'm a sinner. And just like Jesus died for me, he died for you. And just like he saved me, he would save you. And church, when we lose our mission, when we lose our compassion, we have forgotten that we're a whosoever as well. We have placed ourselves on a more important pedestal and somebody who's yet to receive what we've been gracious enough to have. This is a good reminder for us that that person you work alongside of or the neighbors in, in, in your, on your street or the, the person that you encounter, they are a whosoever just like we are a whosoever. And what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to pursue them because we are told, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It's not going to preach itself. And we must be willing to pursue every whosoever. I want us to turn to one more passage of Scripture in Revelation chapter number 22. Revelation chapter number 22. The book of Revelation, of course, is a book where Christ reveals the in times, everything that we see and know is coming to an end. It's not coming to an end because of one political party or another. They're just pawns moving it closer to what Christ says is going to be the end. Because ultimately it comes down to good and evil. It comes down to Man doing business with his soul. God is going to judge this world. I don't have time this morning to go through the entire book of Revelation, obviously, and, but God's judgment is going to take place. The church is going to be raptured out. And those that would say, will it be a better world without the Christians? They're going to find out how wrong they are. Not that we're better than them, but we are a whosoever that is been born, has been born again, is the redeemed. 
We have the Spirit of God inside of us. The only thing that is keeping this world from the judgment of an almighty God are His children. And the day is going to come that trumpet is going to sound and God's church is going to be raptured out. It's going to be a good day for the Christian. Let me rephrase that. It's going to be a great day for the Christian. It's going to be an amazing day for the Christian. The beginning of eternity with our Lord. Think about that for a moment. That's when it's all going to get started. The Bible tells us that those that have died before us and those that have died before that event takes place, they're going to be resurrected. Oh, the time is coming when that resurrection will take place. The Lord is going to come. He's going to call us home to be with him. During that time, God's going to pour his wrath out on this world. Hollywood could not create a more dark time than what will take place. The mind cannot comprehend what this world will be like when God pours his judgment out on this earth. The Bible teaches us in the book of Revelation that it's going to be so horrible of a time that man will try and die, but they will not be able to. I find it very interesting as the world moves more and more towards Wind and solar, what the Bible says, that the time's going to come that the sun will not shine. And there will be no wind. This world will be at the mercy of an almighty God. But friend, don't let somebody scare you as a Christian and think that, that you'll be here during this time. God's church will not be here during this time. He will have called us out. When God is done, of course, I'm leaving a lot of things out. There's what is called the great white throne of judgment. We read of it in Revelation chapter 19 where the dead are called before Christ. If I can put it like this, the whosoever's who rejected Christ's payment. They will be called before the great judge and they will be judged on their works, which of course we've already established. As it is written, there is none righteous. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is nobody in their own, on their own doing and of their own good can stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and say, hey, I'm good enough to be accepted. I'm good enough. To get into heaven, that's, not, that's never going to happen. Nobody is strolling to the pearly gates and saying, let me tell you all of the good things I've done to get into heaven. There's only one thing that man will do to reconcile their soul, and that is to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as their payment for their sins. 
And the idea that sometimes we say, well, I hope they rest in peace. There is no rest for those that do not know Christ. But the book of Revelation, many times we shy away from because it's not the easiest book to understand without a lot of study. And we must understand, and it deals with the the reality and the finality. We come to the last chapter of not just the book of Revelation, but of the Bible. I'm reminded in this chapter as the wonderful promises come to a conclusion for the child of God. And follow with me if you have your Bible open to Revelation chapter number 22. And he showed me a pure river of water of life. Clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and out of and of the Lamb. In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river was there the tree of life, which bare twelve manners of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month, and he leaves of the tree, and the leaves of the tree were there for the healing of the nations. And there shall be no more curse, for the throne of God and of the Lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And they shall see his face, and his name shall be in their foreheads. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign forever and ever. And he said unto me, These sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants the things which he must, short, must shortly be done. Then I like this in verse 7. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. And I, John, saw these things and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel which showed me these things. Then saith he unto me, See thou, do it not, for I am thy fellow servant and of thy brethren the prophets. And of them which keep the sayings of this book, worship God. And he saith unto me, Seal not the saying of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Notice verse 11. He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is holy, let him be holy still. There's going to come a time when, as the verse 11 says, if you're unjust, you'll be unjust for eternity. If you're just, you'll be just for eternity. If you're filthy, if you're still in your sin, there's going to come a finality. Verse 12, and behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. I, Jesus, have sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. 
I've reminded us of the, some of the things the book of Revelation tells us. We get to chapter number 22, that finality. Then we get to verse number 17. In light of everything that Christ has told us, in light of the fact that we are told that one day the church is going to be raptured out, that one day God's wrath is going to be poured out on this world, that one day man will stand before a holy and righteous God and they'll, they'll not give their excuses and, and they'll not talk about how unfair life was. They will give an account of their sin condition before Jesus Christ himself. And then chapter 19 tells us that they are cast into the lake of fire for all of eternity because that's the damnation that was passed with that sin nature. It's the finality. Cast in the outer darkness. Depart from me, I never knew thee. The finality is there. And, and Jesus tells us, all, reveals all of these things to John. In light of all of that, we get to verse number 17. And that's what I want us to see as we come to the end of the message this morning. In the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit. In the bride, that's the church. Say, come. And let him that heareth say, come. And let him that is a thirst, come. Friend, in light of everything that's going to take place, and this is, this is not a, a Hollywood production, this is the reality of what God is going to do to those who have rejected his payment. But in spite of all of that, there's still an invitation to come. And whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. I said, number one, when we talk about the whosoever, the Great Commission, every whosoever has a sin problem. I said, number two, salvation is made available for every whosoever. I said, number three, we are to pursue every whosoever. I conclude with number four, the invitation is made, but the choice is up to the whosoever. There's an invitation. What's the invitation? To come to Christ. To accept his payment. Notice the words of the scripture there, in whosoever. What, did we define whosoever already? Anyone? Any person whatsoever? No one will be cast into outer darkness. No one will be cast into the lake of fire because Jesus did not pay their sin debt. Because he paid it for, for God so loved the world that whosoever. So that any person who would just trust Christ can have salvation. So the, the invitation is to the whosoever will. Do you know why you're looking at a saved man this morning? Because there was a day I was confronted as a whosoever that I was a sinner. I learned and knew that God so loved the world that whosoever. I knew I was a whosoever. I knew I fit into that. And then the Spirit of God brought conviction to my heart 
And he said, come. And as best I could verbalize it as a child, when, I, when that took place in my life, I said, I will. And I chose to believe Christ. Friend, that invitation is still extended today. Whosoever will. In just a moment, we're going to conclude the service. We're all going to stand to our feet. The piano is going to play. Christians are going to respond. There's going to be an invitation to come. This pastor cannot save you. All I can do is say, come. The invitation is there for you to choose Christ. The invitation is there for you as a whosoever. The question is whether or not you will. If you're saved this morning, what we all have in common is there was a time when that invitation came and we said, I will. Whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. It's a decision that you have to make. I can't make it for you. Nobody else can make it for you. You're going to have to decide whether or not you're going to put your faith and trust in what Christ has done or you're just going to depend on your own goodness. You're going to depend on your own religious work. You're going to depend on on what somebody may have told you and reject what Christ has already done. The invitation is still there. Now, the day is coming when there will be no more invitations. The day is coming when you and I will have lived our days and... All that is going to matter is whether or not you took advantage of the invitation. Whosoever will. So my question this morning is, will you? As a whosoever, will you choose the water of life freely? If you've been saved... Let me put it in this context. Are you going to choose to grow in your Christian life? Are you going to choose to pursue every creature? God gives us a choice. No man will go to hell because God sent him there. Man will go to hell because he chose to go to hell. Because he rejected the invitation to come. Father, I pray that you would work in hearts.